and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for being with us again this morning. We pray that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would continue to lead us, that you would continue to, to form the image of Christ in us. Lord, that everywhere we go, we carry your image, we carry your word, we express your love, and we serve others. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in John chapter 11 today. It's a very famous story. Most uh, Christians, even non-Christians know about it. It's a story of Lazarus, but we won't read the whole thing. And we just want to look at, uh, especially the beginning, more than the rest of the story. But anyway, let's read from John chapter 11 with verse 1, starting with verse 1. It says, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent it to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So, he went, so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he meant taking a rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Every so often, my attention is pulled to videos about life hacks. It really gets my attention. Um, life hacks from kitchen gadgets, your tech uh, gadget, how to maintain a motorcycle, how to pack your things, uh, different things. It's great to find ways to make life easier and in a sense, formulate. But even when you discover certain formulas, the reason they work is not necessarily because of the so-called magic steps. Instead, they, they work because of reasons and laws already established and just discovered in our world. I realize and I notice that many times with the things of God, many, including myself, want to establish formulas, steps, or processes to make doing the things or make doing things for God simpler and easier. So we end up with messages and questions like three steps or more to have stronger faith. 
keys to healing and health? Or how can we make faith work? Or the road to your breakthrough and things like that and much more. I'm not attempting to give formulas. Instead, I want to share something that I realized that made me so amazingly grateful to God. I discovered that it's not the formulas that make things work, but it's a loving, gracious, and powerful God who always goes ahead, goes beside, and goes behind us in every situation we face. His faithfulness is a reality and truth we can stand on. No matter what we were facing, no matter if we do not understand, and no matter if we are overwhelmed, God goes ahead of us, God is beside us, and God is behind us. So let's look at our story again. And we probably know this very well already. Lazarus and his family was, were very close to Jesus. Lazarus was very ill, so his sisters sent forth somebody to call Jesus to come, hoping that Jesus would heal him. But Jesus delays because of the things he had to do, or in a sense, because he still had a mission to accomplish. So in the end, Lazarus ends up dying and is buried. By the time Jesus comes, it's already four days that Lazarus was in that tomb. And uh, now when he finally gets back, his sister, uh, Lazarus' sister tells Jesus, if you're only here, he would not have died. In a sense, implying if you came early, Lazarus would not have died. So finally, Jesus gets brought to the tomb. He sees the sisters weeping. He ends up weeping himself. But then Jesus tells someone or a group of people, move the stone or remove the stone that blocks or closes that tomb. And as they move the stone away, Jesus commands Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus walks out gets raised from the dead, walks out still in grave clothes. And Jesus tells them to remove the grave clothes. In short, in a very short, in his short ministry on earth, Jesus actually raised three people from the dead. Jairus' daughter, the son of the widow from Nain, and now Lazarus. Jesus also performed 37 accounted miracles that you find in the Gospels. In the Bible, you'll find 250, about 250 supernatural events in the Bible. About 150 listed miracles in the whole Bible as well. You can say God specializes in miracles. God specializes in the supernatural. But as I was reading and meditating on this, the normal fact is to talk about the miracles and how the miracle happened. But instead of that, I began to see something else. I began to see why miracles happen. Sometimes the immediate answer is why do miracles happen? It's because of faith in God. But I also asked, ended up asking the question, if it's, the faith, if, if it's because of faith in God, then my question was, why does faith work? I'm sure we can keep asking questions, 
that will never end and we'll just have one question after the other. So let's put it aside and let's jump into sharing with you why miracles happen, why faith in God works. And the first one I'd like to share with you is simple. Why do miracles happen? Because Jesus cares. It's the love of God. That's the bottom line of this. It's the love of Christ. Verse 3. So the sisters sent for him and saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. Everybody knew Jesus loved Lazarus. Verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And Jesus loved Lazarus so much that when he saw uh, uh, his sisters weeping near the tomb, Jesus wept himself. This, in a sense, was an expression of Jesus' love for Lazarus and his family. There's no great secret to it. The love of God is powerful. The love of God is one of the greatest reasons for many things in our world. Why did God create the world? Because he loved, uh, he loved the world. He created a world where he could put man, the object of his love. Why did God bring redemption to the world? Because he loved man. He didn't want man to perish. Instead, have eternal life. Why did Jesus send? Why did God send Jesus? We already know this. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world. Because God loves and because God is love. For us parents, we see a small glimpse or a snippet of this powerful kind of love. Let me ask you this question to our parents, to, who, uh, to those of you who are parents here, especially the fathers. Why do you provide? Why do you protect? And why do you serve your home? Is it because your children are perfect and they're always good all the time? Or is it because you love them? And their behavior has nothing to do with the reason why you provide, protect, and love. God's love is the reason Lazarus was healed. God's love was the reason why Lazarus was raised from the dead. God's love provides us a way to relate, to connect, and to have faith in God. Why does faith work? Because God loves you. And because God loves you, He provided a way for us to connect with Him. And that way is the way of faith. Secondly, why, does, why do miracles happen? Be, why does faith work? Because of the promise of Jesus. Because of the word of God. Verse 4. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. You notice Jesus put his word out there. He didn't have to say anything. He could have just went on with the mission. He could have just told people, that, never mind, let's just finish this and let's take care of that later. But instead, Jesus puts his word out there and he says, death will not win. Lazarus will live. Friends, God doesn't just say things for the sake of saying things. Have you ever been in an awkward position, an awkward place where you're, where you're with somebody and it's silent and you feel this awkwardness and you feel pressured to say something? God never gets into a situation like that. Whenever God speaks, there's a reason for it. Whenever God speaks, there's a purpose for it. God's word is always the truth. It never changes. 
God's word is God's will. It is God's plan and it is God's promise. One of the amazing things about our God is the fact that he has made himself known and he has made his word known. God is not trying to uh, make the discoveries of his will difficult. God is not trying to create a secret group where only a few know the secrets. He made it, he wanted his will, his plan, his promises clear. He gave us the Bible. He gave us his word. We do not have to speculate about what God's will is and his desire is for us or his plan for our situations. Miracles happen because, not because of luck or privilege or extreme commitment. Miracles happen because God said and God says so. So my question to you is this, what did God say or was it God, what is God saying about your situation? Lastly, miracles happen because it's the mission of Jesus. Because it's the purpose of God. Verse 9, Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. God is trying to do something, and he's trying to accomplish something. He's not sitting down waiting for opportunities to come his way. He's, he's fast at work. He's occupied with a mission. He's trying to do something. Verse 14, then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Miracles happen because it is part of God's mission. Jesus delayed and proceeded. Because of mission and because it was his mission. When we pray and ask for a miracle, we are not taking God away from his will or from his purpose. In fact, when we pray and ask God for a miracle, we are believing and trusting in his mission. Remember this? Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord, this is Christ saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Friends, miracles happen because it is God doing it. It is God who planned to do it. It is God who wants to do it. That should give you confidence to go to God anytime, anywhere, and believe and ask according to His Word. Miracles do not come from us or any special human being. They come from God. The power of that truth is that anyone can be used by God to pray and the miracle can happen. That is why as we close, we can ask God for a miracle. We can trust God for the miracle and we can wait for God's miracle. Let us worship God again.
Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you are a miracle-working God. And right now, Lord God, we stand together. Those who are watching, Lord, we join our faith together. And we ask together, go ahead and ask God right now. Right now, ask God for the miracle that you need. Just say it out loud. Just say, Lord, I ask you for this healing. Lord, I ask you, Lord God, for this reconciliation. Lord, I ask you, Lord God, for this opportunity. Go ahead and ask God right now and find out what does the Word of God say about it. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. Lord, that your Word says that you shall supply all our needs according to your riches in glory. So we ask you for all our needs right now. Lord, I thank you, Lord God. Your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. So we come to you in confidence right now. And we ask you for the healing. The healing of hearts. The healing of, of, of kidneys. The healing of bones. The healing of marrow. The healing of the blood. Whatever else. that uh, 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 Healing of the bones, Lord God. Healing of the mind. Healing. Uh, different healings, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that your word says that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And we come to you right now trusting that miracles happen not because we're good, but because you are amazingly good. In Jesus' name, let me send you out with the blessing of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.
Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.